Welcome to a special episode of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to it, you can like, comment, and subscribe and share our episodes. We always highly appreciate that. If you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear or any responses to things we talk about, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at @juliegirlpod or sending an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com or to me directly at at bbteamnorth. So... Big Brother turned 21 years old this year, and over the last two decades, the diversity has lacked in such a severe way, especially when it comes to African-American representation among their winners. When it comes to minorities, although many other groups haven't seen as much representation when compared to Black House guests, they've still had winner representation over the years. Big Brother 23 is the first year where CBS has instated a diversity initiative where their cast has to be comprised of at least 50% by POC. Today, we wanted to do a deep dive on the first Black alliance in the history of the show, The Cookout. The Cookout is comprised of six Black house guests from many different walks of life. They each bring something unique to the table and stand to represent the first time that six Black people have lived in the Big Brother house at the same time. Previously, Big Brother 22's All-Star season was the first season that had the most Black players at four. But we all know how that turned out, (laughs) y'all. BB13 had three. BBOTT had three. Six is something we have never seen before. And for the first time, they're truly able to find support within themselves, within the walls of the Big Brother house, especially on a cultural level. So who is the cookout? We'll start with Kylan Young. He's 30 years old from Venice Beach, California. He has Black and Mexican heritage, and in the game, he's already won HOH and has proven to be quite the gamer. Kylan is definitely a front runner in this season and has shown that he is truly here to play. Although he's not extremely familiar with the game, he has adapted in a way that has put him in a pretty good position. Although he has some loyalties to other people outside of the Alliance that could potentially put him in danger, Kylan has been playing a really great game. Next, we have Aza Awasom, 30 years old from Baltimore, Maryland. Aza has kind of struggled to find her footing as a gamer in the house, but she's been very successful with building relationships around the house. She also flexes her cooking skills and is a constant spirit of emotional support. Derek Frazier is 28 years old from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and he's the son of iconic boxer Joe Frazier. In the house, Big D has been comic relief for sure. He's had his share of ups and downs and hasn't shown much promise on the game side of things, but he seems very loyal to the cookout, especially since Frenchie has left the house. Next, we have Hannah Chada, a 21-year-old from Chicago, Illinois. Hannah is the first house guest of Indian descent and is also of South African descent. 
Hannah was originally on the periphery of the cookout because the group wasn't sure if she was fully down with the cause and they were a little apprehensive about her age. As the weeks have gone by, she's officially solidified herself within the group and she's currently on the block this week. And this will be the first time the cookout will use their voting power to save one of their members. Next, we have Xavier Prather. Xavier is 27 years old from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and was the second Black HOH of the season. He's shown quite a bit of game prowess this season and finds himself in a pretty great position among the house. He's very loyal to the cookout and to me, feels almost like their fearless leader, but definitely shuffles that title with Kyland and our last member. Tiffany Mitchell is 40 years old from Detroit, Michigan. This is basically Tiffany's house. We have seen her hit the ground running this season. She's got one of the most impressive strategic minds the game has seen, and she truly has been trying to run this house. Her social game has been incredible. She's hilarious. She's been using her braiding skills to get close to people, and she's built strong relationships with almost everyone in the house. She's recently run into some issues in her game, and there's fear that she could be a liability for the cookout, but she knows what's at stake, and she has her head in the game. The cookout realizes this is the first time there have been this many Black players in the house, and they want to ensure that one of them wins this season. They all want to make it to jury, and they're all almost there. They all know the mission, but watching them navigate the house guests while carrying the weight of the mission on their shoulders has been exciting and quite intriguing to watch. So today, Aman and Nettie and I wanted to dive into the many different facets of this alliance and talk through some of the highs and lows the fandom has experienced. All right, let's talk about Black people. Yes, I really wanted to have this conversation because I feel like we've never been in a position where we have this many options on the table. And it's been really interesting to see all of these Black people come together and know immediately that they all want to work together for a certain purpose. And the way that it's affected the game has been very specific and very powerful, honestly. So I'm really interested to hear what you guys think about the cookout. So how do y'all feel about the cookout in general? Were you happy to see it form? Are you excited about the potential? Are you nervous about it? Like, let's just start there about our general feelings of the cookout. Yeah. So I was, of course, thrilled to see the cookout form because it's kind of what, like, as a Black watcher, you always kind of want to see is kind of the Black people link up and really, like, be a force to be reckoned with. Um, granted, you know, the options have been slim, slim pickings because they only cast typically one to two Black people on U.S. Big Brother um, up until this uh, season, but I was excited to see it form, and I was, I feel and felt like it had a lot of potential, and I kind of liked the conversation, how it was formed in the sense that it was just like, they're in the kitchen, they're like, it's us, right? And they're like, yeah, of course it's us. <laughs> <laughs> and that felt very, like, true to the culture, very true to like black people and I like live for it. Yeah, I I was also happy when we got this announcement back last year when they were gonna, you know, they were gonna do 50% by POC. Um it it really made me feel as if this show was heading in the right direction and we were finally gonna put an end to these similar patterns and these falling into these pitfalls of of racism and problematic behavior and just general toxicity with the fandom and the community. I also was sort of afraid of like, oh my goodness, is this just going to start a race war in the Big Brother house? Because of course, when you put a bunch of Black people in the house together, of course, they're going to want to look off one another. And then that's going to essentially turn into what we see now with the cookout forming and becoming the dominant alliance in the house and voting up pretty much all the white people. (laughs) All the people that have gone home right now have been white. And so... 
I think I do recognize that there are some people that are a little uncomfortable because they're like, is this the solution? Is this the answer to what, is this, is this the answer to what we've been seeing for the past two decades? Is this really, is this really solving anything if we're just pretty much doing the exact same thing? Um, it's just that black people are on top now instead of white people. And I, I sort of, I, I struggle with that question, like pretty much every day trying to find like, what's the, what's the happy medium here? And the thing that I always come back to is this is how it's always been when it comes to racial justice in this, in this country. It's always been white people be fucking up. Then the black people are like, y'all are fucking up. This isn't fair anymore. Y'all need to, y'all need to quit this shit. The, black, the white people push back against it. And then the black people are like, no, 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 no. We're not going to take this anymore. We need to start thinking about ways in which we can move forward together as a community. And then there are white people that eventually join the cause. And then you start to see diversity. You start to see equality. You start to see, uh, you know, you start to see more black bodies in predominantly white spaces. And then eventually, you know, with, with that representation just comes a, a general sense of ease and progression. So I feel like that's what I'm kind of holding on to because I take everybody's point that says, well, this is just the same thing. It's just that the black people are being, they're doing the same thing the white people were doing. And if the white people were vocal about it, then we'd all be up in arms. They'd be like, yes, we would, but that's also because of the history of this country. This country wasn't founded on the slavery and segregation of white people. It wasn't. So the fact that we are now in a position where we see a larger number of black people, because let's be clear, there are still more white people in the house than there are black people, still. Um, and now that we're seeing this push towards, you know, a, a, a change in the system, that's what I kind of keep reminding myself is that this all matters within a context. It's not as if, it's not as, and it's not even as if these black people, these black individuals in this game are coming together saying, fuck white people. That's not what they're saying. All they're doing is saying, look, we have an opportunity here to finally, finally break this pattern that we've been seeing. There have been 22 seasons of this show, 24, including the Celebrity Big Brother ones. And we've only had, if we include those ones, we've only had one Black winner out of 24 seasons. Discluding that, none. Two Asian women, one Latina man. That's it. That's it. That, that's crazy that, 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 that that's the statistic that we have right now. And it's because... They don't put us on the show. Right. And so, of course, when you when you put us on the show now, of course, they're going to want to get together and be like, look, we can do this. Let's hunker down. And it doesn't always happen that way. And it's not smooth. It's not going swimmingly because we already see some shit happening with Aza and Derek F and Tiffany. Like, it's just a lot. So, and, which I think is, which I also love to see happen. I love the fact that we are seeing conflict between, between these Black people because it also just goes to show we ain't all alike, bitch. We don't like each other sometimes. <laughs> You know, like, so I just, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a really, it's a conversation that I feel like is definitely not going to end with Big Brother 23. I think Derek F was on the feeds the other day saying, this really is our once and only shot because going forward, everyone else is going to think, oh yeah, the black people, they're going to, they're going to get together again. So this really is not going to happen this way ever again. It just, it just can't. Because of the makeup of the game. But see, there's also ignorance in that comment because they always thought that even right. before this happened. Like, like look how they treated like 
Davon and Bailey. That's they true. Took a yeah. shot at one and took a shot at the other. You know, it's not, it's not, this is not opening their eyes to this. This is just like giving them more of an opportunity, you know, because whenever we've had multiple black people, like look at Candace and Howard, the week they sent Howard home on BBKKK, Howard had not done anything. <laughs> he had not said a word. He had not won a competition. He had not posed any threat to anybody, but they were trying to take a shot at Candace. And they took it at Howard. It's always been it like that. And, so. and that's, that's another thing that I come back to as well. It's like, yeah, I mean, they were already doing it to begin with. Like, it, now it's just that the, the, the numbers are a little bit more even. So you, you're not going to be able to get away with, oh, let's just put them two girls up. Let's just put Devon and Bailey up on there. And then, that, then that's it. Like, you, you're pretty much cutting them off at the knees. Now you can't do that because there are more of us in there. So it just... I, I know that this probably maybe maybe this isn't like a picture perfect solution to combating the racism that happens within Big Brother um, and the racism that happens in this country, but I definitely think that it's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And then I still do take I still do take the 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 criticisms of other POC that are like, well, what about you know the Asians? There's hardly any of us in there too, which aren't fighting for us either. And like and I and I and I sort of I sort of understand that as well because it's like. At, at some point, there is a lot of self-interest that enters this conversation when it comes to racial equality. It's like, if we're all going to be equal, then we all need to be equal. But I also don't think that the solution is, okay, let's put four Latinos in there. Let's put four Asians in there. Let's put four... That, that to me, doesn't sound right either. And so that's why I sort of have this really back and forth kind of conversation with myself about all of this and what's the best way to really combat all of this because I do think that we're moving in the right direction but I also can I also understand that it's not exactly perfect either. Absolutely. So. And I I think this is a great start though. Very much like BB Can 9 like we saw them have a really diverse season and the way that it turned out was really dope in my opinion because it gave you so many options of who to root for and who to like and who to work with and it never felt like I needed to only support the black players in the game because there were black players on every side of that house there were black play of uh, so many different kind yeah. of black players yeah. and that's what i want to see this game move to because i want to be able to watch the show and gravitate towards the people that i like no matter what i don't want to have to look at people and and always gravitate towards people that look like me because that's the only person that i see that looks like me right. if i'm seeing so many people that i relate to it breaks down that barrier and i can just exist and i feel like the goal in all of this is for everybody to be comfortable existing as they are and i think that yes. it's been incredible to see this house of people because they can be black and be comfortable being black in that house and nobody yes. can say or do anything about it because there are other people that understand and that relate and that connect and that is what changes everything to me because it's it, before if somebody was black like Davon for an instance if she stepped out of line if she expressed herself in a certain way that people didn't understand it, it might offend people and then all the white people would understand that that offense was something they could come together about and it was an, a focus that they could focus on yeah. and it made things so dangerous even with like Tamar on on Celebrity Big Brother even though she was in the house with other black people seeing the way that the, the audience reacted was kind of negative sometimes because they didn't understand things that she was saying. Like when she told Lolo she would punch her in the throat or something like that. Like it, it wasn't as literal as Tamar was saying it. But if you don't understand the black culture and the way that we talk to each other and the jokes that we play and different things like that, you can't fully understand how we move and you might be offended or a little nervous about it. So having 
a mixture of people breaks down those walls so everybody can kind of see like, oh, this person is acting this way, but these people aren't offended by that. Maybe I shouldn't be offended by that either. Like if they're not yeah. used to interacting with people and who have that culture, it changes, it changes things. So I think this is a great starting point, but yeah. I do agree with you that it's going to be, it's going to take some time to figure out a balance that makes sense. And that works. I don't know what perfect is for a show like this, but I do want to see more. And it might not ever exist. True. And I honestly think at the end of the day, it needs to come down to who you think is best for the cast, who does the best in, in their interviews and looking for a good balance at the same time. Like, put all of these things into the pot and shake it up and it get the best out of it, but also be mindful that you need to have the best from uh, all walks of life. So I don't know what the full answer is, but I'm kind of excited to see what they do next. I was going to say, for me, the answer is, you know, with casting is I say this about everything. There needs to be, there doesn't just need to be diversity in the cast. There needs to be diversity in the crew. There needs to be diversity in the cast room because the fact of the matter is human beings we are we are familiar human beings like we're familiar creatures i mean like we tend to be drawn to things that are familiar to us because it's comfortable it's like home mm -hmm. and so to, if you have you know four people who are in charge of casting and one two three three of them are, are white very naturally you're going to build a cast full of people that look like them or people that they feel comfortable around. Like, like, so what you end up getting is, on Big Brother, what we struggle with is not even just that we're getting Black people, we're getting a lot of Black people that are, that are, like, very similar. Mm -hmm. um, and it almost feels like this is the way, this is the Black person that whoever's casting is comfortable with. For example, like, you know, a lot of the Black women that they cast are, like, God-fearing, like, prayerful, like, this like black woman like something like that and it's like like Davon was like that Dominique was Jacosta, like that Jacosta. or they're like biracial racially ambiguous like um, Monet and like Amber. Candace and or like Danielle on uh BB over the top um it's the palatable black person yeah palatable and so that also had formed its own problems mm -hmm. right and so it, so what I'm so grateful with with this season is it's not just that there are it's more diversity, but there's more diversity In of character, thought, yeah. more diversity of background, more diversity of everything, because all these black people that they've, they've cast are so different. And, I, and people will feel like, well, da, 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 da. but the fact of the matter is when they cast white people, all those white people are so different. Frenchie and Trevor are, are not the same. <laughs> Whatever his name is, Travis. <laughs> Poor thing. I love him too. So I feel bad. Like they're not the same. The same way you cast everybody else is the same way you have to cast everybody. And so I think that's the big thing is like, you know, diversity. You can always tell when there are situations where there are not, there's not enough diversity in the most important chairs. You right. can always tell. That's how we get blackface shoes and all that stuff. Yep. Right. <laughs> y'all don't have any black people and the, making the big important decisions. So y'all pass it on thinking it's okay. And you don't even realize. Yeah. I, you know, and I, you, you both of you kind of just made me feel a little bit better about like, about this being, because I, I mean, I always, always, I was part of the school of thought that this was moving in the right direction. But I think I just kind of got reaffirmed by the things that both of you just said. And I, I, I do think that it is like the ultimate goal, the, 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 what we all really want is for people to just be able to go in that house and be who they are. And I think the first step is making people realize that, bitch, 
this person is black, but they're still like, they don't, they're not inherently negative. You know what I mean? They're not inherently, they're not inherently um, emotional. They're not inherently this, that, the third, like this person can be black and you don't have to necessarily feel a certain type of way about this person. You can have, you can build an alliance with this black person because this black person can be just like you, you know what I mean? And I think the only way to do that is to expose the, the cast to more blackness. And I think, and I, and I, and I still, I still understand other minorities in this country, Asian people, Latin people. I still understand that there always seems to be, when it comes to conversations about diversity, it always seems to hover around black people. And I, once again, I think people should understand it's because anti-blackness is the most deeply rooted form of racism known to man. That is just a fact. In all cultures. the bottom in all cultures, we are on all the bottom cultures. of the totem pole wherever you go. So it's you when you when you are thinking about equality, you need to go as far down as possible and bring those bitches up because you just going down one or two levels to make things better ultimately doesn't do anything because there's still people below that are being like, hey. What about me? You know what I mean? And so right. I, I feel like there are a lot of people that feel like it's, oh, it's just about the black people. That's all they care about is themselves. And like, oh my God, what about me? What about me? It's like, do you understand that the reason why there is so, there's like, there, the, the, the reason why so much in this, of this country has changed in terms of laws and shit like that and anti-discrimination is because of the civil rights movement largely focused around black people. Yes, there were there was some discrimination happening against Asians and all sorts of and, and genocides and all sorts of other shit. I'm not going to say that that's not a, that's not the case, but do you understand that it's like the grassroots of it all was black people? So it, it stands to reason that in any other space that you're in where you're searching for equality, that of course they're going to be like, all right, let's 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 get some black people up in here because bitch we they they we've been we've been doing them dirty for so long i just i think that people kind of lack that perspective and it i feel like it's an uncomfortable reality that people just don't really want to talk about i don't know why but that's the reality and one thing for me and and this might even be a little controversial to say but as black people in this country we were forcibly brought to this country. It was not a choice. This is not where we came from, but now this is our home. And so for me to see that Black people are not represented in the idea of what America is, is always a little more disheartening to me because our culture lives here. It was born here. It's created here and it's growing here. And this is all we have. So if we can't be represented in the place, the only place that we have, like we don't really have, or we have roots in places, but they were completely ripped from us. So for me, I want to see Black representation on shows like this that are supposed to represent America because we are a major part of the American fabric. And if we're not yes. getting the same, if we're not getting the same opportunities, it's like, how can we be, how can we be important to this country? How can we be who we are to this country and not have an equal say in anything in this country? And that is and obviously Big Brother is not that big of a deal. But whenever I watch a show like this and I and I know that like my blackness is rooted in America and I want to see that on a show like this, it feels like that's why I fight more so for blackness to be represented more so than 
other minorities. So I don't know if that is a bad perspective to have on this situation, but that's where it comes from internally in me. Right. And that's, that's the thing that I, that's the, yeah, exactly. I, I struggle with that because I do, I do feel there is a, there is still a, a camaraderie that I feel like I, as a black person have with other people of color in this country. And then, then you get into like this whole oppression Olympics thing where it's like, oh, well, our people suffered more than, you know what I mean? Like it, it really turns into like, it can get like you can kind of fall into the, the pitfalls of those kinds of conversation, which I feel like are ultimately never productive. But I still do think that there is, I think that we have to be honest about what this country, what what the history of this country is. Everything has context. Everything matters when it comes when it comes to having conversations like this. And I feel like it is. I'm. Uh, I I hope that people don't listen to this and just decide that I'm just like trash for this. But like, I just, I think it's just the fact that black people in America have had a very unique experience when it comes to racism, more so than some of these other minorities. And that's not to say that it's, it's good or bad. I'm just saying that it's a, it's a specific experience. No other groups of people in this country we're treated the same way. It's just, and that's just is what it is. And so I think that when we have conversations, when it comes all the way up to something as trivial as Big Brother, I think that kind of gets lost in translation because people don't want to talk about that kind of thing when it comes to Big Brother and other reality shows and forms of entertainment because it's just not, it's not on your radar. You just want to fucking watch the show. And I, girl, I get it. But everything has context. Everything matters. And so I just think that people don't really, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's 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 just a hard conversation. I mean, I'm uncomfortable having it right now. It's just it's hard to talk <laughs> hey, about. Oh, that's where you and I differ because I live for hard conversations. I'm not uncomfortable in the slightest. Um, and anyone who knows me knows I'm ready for hard conversations. We can have them as long as everybody's willing to come to the table and hear what everybody has to say. The fact of the matter is, I think what you're what you're saying and what I've always maintained is that everybody who walks this earth has to acknowledge what their privileges are. There's nobody on planet Earth who has had a perfect existence. Life has been so easy. Everything is great. That doesn't exist. We all have our, our tribulations and whatever. We deal with our stuff. We all have stuff that has been put on us and we don't have any control of everybody. But everybody has to acknowledge what their privileges are and where they stand. And the fact of the matter is, if we're talking about race, it is not hard to comprehend that Black people are, are the lowest on the privilege scale and everybody else steps up. And the reason it's for that reason is because of all, of all privileges and when it comes to race, is proximity to whiteness. So black people are furthest away from the proximity to whiteness and that's why, and that's the reason why. If that makes you uncomfortable, if that makes you feel like, oh, but Nettie, like I, how could you say I'm privileged, I'm white and I'm poor? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, okay? <laughs> this privilege is not about what you have, what you don't have, what you've been through, what you haven't been through. It's about the, your public, how you were perceived before you open your mouth. And it's about the access you have to things. And the fact of the matter is it's not equal. This is not reading Rainbow. This is not Sesame Street. I'm not going to baby people anymore. That's just what it is. And if you are completely like, you don't even want to hear it, then to me, you're somebody who is more, who doesn't want their privilege challenged because they don't want to lose it, which means I know you know about it all along. Ooh, so, Ooh. Now, that I've, now that I've said that, 
Um, I think when it comes to Big Brother, I totally understand the concept of I'm here to watch TV and be entertained. And I don't want to be bogged down with all the stuff about the real world that's you know hard sometimes. I totally understand that. Trust. But the problem is with Big Brother is this has been not just a problem, it's a consistent problem. And it's not even just like the lack of diversity on the show. It's much bigger. It's literally house guests are going into the house and being called racial slurs by their fellow house guests. Okay. They are being talked down to. They are being uh, eliminated first, second, third, fourth, fifth, not even getting a chance to compete. They are being muzzled. They're being quieted. And this is not a new narrative. This goes all the way back to Danielle Reyes, right? Mm -hmm. From season two, three, three, two, season three. So this is a lot. This is a, a decade plus problem. And so it needs to be addressed and it needs to be spoken about, or we're going to spend every year like with this problem. And I just feel like I don't even understand how like Big Brother super fans can have sat through BBKKK and feel like we shouldn't talk about that. Absolutely. I mean, Aaron literally said on the feeds, you got to watch yourself around Candace in the dark because you might not even see the bitch. Like these are the types of shit that like we listen to and we hear. And so I just don't understand why people are so... Yeah, and I, you know what? And I don't think that it's a lot of people. I really don't. I tend to believe that, I mean, we do see a lot of this kind of like shitty behavior on Facebook and stuff like that. I do, I, the, the optimist in me, in me wants to believe that most people understand what the fuck the three of us are talking about right now. They, right. Most white people understand what's going on. So I don't want to characterize this as, oh my God, it's just, it's just us against all white people. I don't think that that's the case, but there is a very large contingent that is still out here just like determined to be obtuse about the situation. And so- And I also want to say anti-blackness is in every culture. So why, it doesn't stop at whiteness, to no. be honest. Even even the races that want to feel close to us, want to say the N-word, want to use our- want Say to play it. Our, our, play our music. Talk about it. Clothes, want to act like we're all one together. Their cultures are also very racist across the board. And that goes for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't like, I don't want, like, I don't want white people to say that they're on the island by themselves. When we're talking about anti-blackness, everybody's on that island, except for black people. And some black people are on yeah, that island. I was going to say, yeah, some of that is still <laughs> so, in us. So I wish there was a word that we could use to talk about those people. When I talk about white people, a lot of times, it's never the whole spectrum of white people it's a specific kind right. of white people and i wish that there was a way right. to express that so white people that don't feel that way aren't offended and other races that don't feel that way aren't offended you know what i mean like i i just wish that the language was there and i don't know if it is and maybe it is i don't know i'm just not in a pl- i'm just not in a place to coddle people like if you know that you're not a racist person then this shouldn't even bother you True. Conversation. you should be like yeah you're right you're Period. right you're right because you know what i'm saying like, if it bothers you, then maybe you need to go home, look in the mirror for a second <laughs> and figure out why it bothers you so much. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm just, like, I can't get into, like, racial race denying. Like, it's pure American history. Like, and, like, for God's sakes, like, you know, just so many years ago, like, John Lewis was on the Selma Bridge getting the snot beat out of him, you know, because Black people could not vote. John Lewis just died a couple years ago, so it was not that long ago. I know. The yeah, man was in his... Uh, the man was not that old and he just died. So this is just happening. And it's like, to me, if you like want to live and put your fingers in your ears and make this is not happening, la, 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 well then good for you. That's your privilege. Uh, not everybody has that. Yeah. So I don't feel like I have to go around and say, not all white people, not all this person, not all this person, not all this person. Like it should go without saying. Like I respect that. You know, please. Because it's just, it, I just feel like, I feel like, 
sometimes black people feel like they have to mince their words. And why do we always have to mince our yeah. words? But nobody minces words when referring to us. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, if, and, and up until the this kind of woke era, which people hate, but like, I mean, people were saying all sorts of stuff to you. Like, like you go up to somebody and you're not sure if they're black. What are you? Uh, yeah. Putting your, like, can I touch your hair? Can I do this? Like, and it's like, and we put up with that for a long time because there was no we felt like we couldn't say no. We couldn't accept things like that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, come on now. We're having an adult conversation. Yeah. That's all. Not even an adult conversation. We're having a human conversation. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to come after anybody. I'm just trying to highlight Let's just be real what about the experiences it. For sure. in plain English. But I think that's... You know, there's no... I think that's my uh, defense mechanism is I... I still like those, all those microaggressions I've dealt with my entire life. And so I have like positioned myself to always try to make sure that I tiptoe because I don't want to offend people because I don't want to deal with that. But you're right. I shouldn't have to live like that. And I shouldn't have to mince my words to make people feel comfortable. But I feel like that's just the box in my life has been with so many of our lives have been built around us. So it's hard to shift. But, you know, having Nettie as a friend, you learn to shift quickly. (laughs) Come on now. Come on. Because to me, it's like I'm not saying anything disrespect. I'm not calling you out of your name. I'm not saying down with all white people. I'm not saying any of that. I'm simply saying like. This is my experience. This is how it's affected me. And if you're not hip, let me get you hip real quick. <laughs> so you can go out to the world and not upset other people who look like me. Right. Yeah, like, it's you very... should be thanking me because I'm doing the labor. And I should have to. Yeah, I mean, it's very... Because, I mean, yeah, I struggle with it all the time. Just trying to be as, as, as you know, fair as possible when having conversations like this. And I do mince my words sometimes. And it's... It, but yeah, you I really shouldn't have to. And it's always such a sobering moment when um, a white person, like if I'm talking about something dealing with race on Twitter and then a white person will be in my mentions like, um, yeah, Amon, you shouldn't have to explain this. Like they know what, they know what's going on. Like you're, this is not, it's not rocket science. Like you, you shouldn't even have to do this. It always is such a sobering moment for me because I'm like, I feel that way deep down, but I still engage in this behavior where I'm like, tiptoeing you know what i mean and i feel right. like maybe maybe yeah if we if we still maybe if we didn't do that then maybe we'd be further along but then that's kind of putting the way i don't it's just it's it's uh it's 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 hard it's 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 hard and it is very laborious so I don't. for sure i got into a conversation with, with a lady on twitter yesterday and she was unsure as to why Tiffany feels comfortable including DX as a, like in the periphery of the cookout, but not someone like Alyssa that's also a minority. And I wanted to know what y'all think about how to explain that to people. And if, because it is kind of on the surface, I can understand why it doesn't make sense. And Nettie, when you brought up proximity to whiteness, I feel like that is the core of a lot of what goes yes. into that. And so- Alyssa's so, white, guys. Can okay, so tell me, what is Alyssa's ethnic background? Uh. I forget exactly, but she's a white Latina. <laughs> okay, so she's Latina. I'll, I'll look it so up. This is, so this is something I need to explain to people, and I'm glad you've given me the floor for this. Let me get on my soapbox <laughs> for a second. There is a difference between race, nationality, and ethnicity. They're three different things. Mm-hmm. And you can mix and match them all the way around. So race, there's race. So ethnic, so Latinas are 
an ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Hispanic, Latina is an ethnicity. Spanish is a language. Stop calling people Spanish unless you are from in the Spain. Hispanic community. And you feel like, I know some, uh, my roommate is uh, partially Latina and sometimes she says Spanish referring to people. If that's you're in your culture, fine. But outsiders, chill out with that, okay? So as in, so like, being the fact that Latina is an ethnicity, it, ethnicity means it's a group of people who are bonded by a common thing. Mm-hmm. Latinos, Latin America, and typically we associate all Spanish-speaking people with the Latina category, even though that's even ignorant in itself. So the fact of the matter is Latinas are made up are literally, the Latinas that you see today are all just a mixture of, of black slaves that were brought over, white Spaniards and native people. And that's why you can have Latinas that look like Alyssa, you can have Latinas that look like Josh, and you can have Latinas that look like Amara La Negra, if anyone's familiar with her. She's all on love and hip hop, she's a musical artist and she's uh, Afro-Latina. So you run the whole gamut. Or Daniel Reyes. I think Daniel Reyes is actually Latina as well. Absolutely. So you see what I'm saying? It runs the whole gamut. And so the thing about that is, which means you can be Latina, you can absolutely be white. And Kylan. So from... And Kylan. And Kylan. Excuse me, Kylan. So this is what I'm saying. It's it's a huge, diverse spectrum. So you can absolutely be Latina, you can be white, you can absolutely be Latina, be black, you can absolutely be Latina, be somewhere in the middle. Be brown, be native, whatever you want to call it. And so for that reason, if you're Latina, you have to acknowledge that even though you do come from a minority background, if you can pass for white, if you can present as white, your privilege is not set up the same way as somebody like Kylan. Like Kylan can't, when people see Kylan, they probably just assume he's black, period. Most of us did. (laughs) They probably don't even give it a second thought. Yep. Oh, did I just did. I actually knew he was. I just forgot about, I just wasn't thinking about everybody on the cast. Mm-hmm. But like, I knew Kylan was. Uh, was well, I mean, it, I said but, most of us did, like in the preseason. We didn't know that he was mixed oh, right. with Mexican. Yeah. Like, that was, you know, that opens, and that's what I love is we don't, you just don't, ne- you never know. Yeah. And there's such immense privilege with being able to pass or present as white because you have access, here comes that word access again, to spaces that some other people won't have access to because. You, because a lot of the gatekeepers, a lot of spaces are white, and it's the same thing we're talking about casting. It's like you are drawn to people who look like you. So if in the big spaces are run by white people, then you have more. You're more likely to get into it if you're white yourself. That's just the way this country is set up. That's why the world is set up. And that even sorry to jump in, but that even applies to alliances. Like if it is a mostly white alliance, Alyssa has more access to join something like that because of her proximity to that. So it even though you're speaking of it on a major level, it's a real thing even in the Big Brother house. It's a it's a very real thing because I remember when Big Brother 18 the cash dropped for that. And there were uh, there were there were a handful of Latin people in the cast. You got you got Natalie Negrati in there. You got Jose in there. You got Victor in there. And they were just like, "Look, diversity! Look at all these Latin people in here." I'm like, Victor and Natalie are white, white. <laughs> like period. They're white, and I'm not that doesn't boil out their Latin roots. I'm sure they have. I'm not saying they're like culturalists. Exactly. I'm just saying they're still white. So the fact that y'all are out here like, oh my God, there's so much diversity is like, that's like the same mentality that people have when it comes to alliances as well. It's just like, it's so strange. Uh, exactly. The, I mean, if you, just because you said somebody is white does not erase their ethnicity because it still exists. Right. Like, it's not erasing anything. It's just saying matter of factly, like, this is the tea. 
And to me, people are like, but my 23 and me say, I'm like, please put your 23 and me away. Like, I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that you have a bunch of stuff going on in your genetics. Because black people do too. Absolutely. A lot, most black people are almost 50% white, but we don't got to get into that conversation. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's not about what you are at your core. It's not even always about like who, who your parents are. It's about the way the world sees you when it comes to talks about race, you know, and if the world sees you one way, whether it's an accurate portrayal or an inaccurate portrayal, that's going to affect the way you experience things and the way you, the things that you, you go through. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. It's not that more complicated than that. And if you're a white person that has an ethnic background, because there are some black people that can also pass as white and present as white. Um, If that's your experience, then you're in a very unique position because you're going to get to have access to people and conversations and you can use it to uplift the people you that you're familiar with that you know that are oppressed that's where all the emphasis should be yeah. you know and i'm not even saying that everybody has to go out and do that i'm just saying you have at the very least acknowledge because i look this way my experience is different than somebody else who looks that way period and that is the, and that there it is so if anyone was wondering why there might be a stronger sense of camaraderie between Tiffany and Derek X as opposed to Tiffany and, and uh, Alyssa. Alyssa. There it is. There it is. And it's not, it's not, it's like I said, like I know that that makes people uncomfortable and it's not a a cookie cutter, clear, fair situation, but just remind yourself of like why this is even a thing to begin with. That's that. And that's really, that's really all I can say to people at this point. And if they, if, if people still aren't, and like, I, I, and this is a process, like where, where the goal, like I said before, is for us all to just be able to just, at least in Big Brother, just all be able to go into the house and it doesn't matter what the fuck you look like, you can just play whatever game. We're just simply not there yet in this point. Like we're not, we weren't fortunate enough to be born 200 years into the future where this shit don't even matter anymore. And and oh, that's please no humans want have it this earth in 200 years and that's it, <laughs> yeah that's that's assuming that we even make it that far so please. it's just you know i i just, I just I, like i just feel ahead. really really it, i don't know it just like really hurts my heart when people are just out here just immediately assuming the worst about something like the cookout thinking that this is just like the beginning of some race war and we're it's the, like the black people are just out there. It's just, I don't know. It just, it just that's feels very so, dramatic. Just, yeah, it <laughs> just feels dramatic. so. It's, but that's the type that's, of energy that some people are on. Well, and it's just, let me I don't tell get y'all, it. Some of y'all are a little intense about BB. That's very dramatic. Exactly. You know what I mean? that, like, and, the, and there it is too. Like, y'all are. <laughs> like, this is not the, this is not Rodney King. I mean, come on now, y'all. Um, <laughs> but I simply want to say these conversations should not feel divisive. They shouldn't. They should feel more matter of fact, to be honest. Um, I know sometimes it's hard to put yourself in other people's shoes, but I find myself in spaces, you know, like, I mean, just like as an example, like sometimes I'll be in spaces where make maybe everybody in the space is in the LGBT community and I'm not. So when you're talking, when they're talking about their experiences, you know what I do? I'm quiet. Be quiet. Just listen. Just listen to what they have to say, because there's no way you could know by being on the outside. So it's as simple as listening and feeling like, okay, this is just a matter of fact. It shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like an outsider all of a sudden because we're having these conversations. That is ridiculous to me. And also I want to say that like my friend groups are like, are makeup, like every, like are all, it's completely diverse. Like I have friends who are white, I have friends all over the board. And I have these conversations with everybody because everybody knows, y'all know me. 
if it's time to have a conversation, it's time to have a conversation. Among his with is many a conversation between me and somebody we both know. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like, to me, at the end of the day, what I love about the person, I'm not going to call it by name, is at the end of the day, they're very receptive. Even if we didn't start off agreeing, they always see my perspective at the end of it. And I see theirs. And that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because... It's just life, y'all. And I wish that it's I life. wish that it's we just it's just big brother. <laughs> I wish that we <laughs> had that same energy on the timeline sometimes because it gets really rough because people don't want to listen. They want to lead with their own opinions instead of of like actually trying to figure out and think three things through before they spat out their opinions. And it's one thing that's made me uncomfortable because the tensions between members of the cookout have kind of brought tension onto the timeline at times. And it makes me nervous to have these conversations about how we should feel about the members of the cookout having these issues in the company of white people sometimes because they also try yeah. to jump in the conversations and they don't fully understand the dynamics at play. So how do y'all think we navigate that situation like how do we navigate having conversations about issues between black people and what they're going through while trying to stay on track to achieve something that nobody has ever been able to achieve in this game while still being respectful to the the space that we're inhabiting yeah it's hard because i i really do find especially you've had we've had some we've had seasons and seasons of practice at rooting for the black people right and so it's like you we're always riding for them and whenever someone whenever you see like a, a large portion of the fan base you know coming after them you're we're like in the immediate defense mode and so i just kind of always have that reaction when it comes to reading the criticisms of black players um on big brother like I said before, I think something that helps me a lot this season is the fact that there are multiple Black people in there that have multiple types of opinions about their fellow Black people. And so it it, it, it does sort of make me feel like there is more room to be able to have criticisms about Black players. I still do struggle with how do I do that with in the company of white people because there are there are because clearly there are white people that are still out here being like i'm not down with this shit get the cookout out of here this shit is racist and so it's like you know that there's people coming at it with that kind of energy so you don't want to have criticisms in front of those people because they're just going to jump right on in right so i just i don't know i just i feel like i feel like i'm i feel like i'm arriving to the conclusion that i'm just gonna have I'm just going to try, I'm just going to keep doing me, essentially. And if I have something that I don't necessarily like about a Black player, I'm going to fucking say it, and I'm going to give my reasons for why I don't appreciate what that person is doing. And if there are people that are jumping in my minions, (laughs) mentions. Not your minions, child. If there are people that are jumping in my mentions on some fuck shit, then I just shut that shit. That, that that's all I can really do because at this point, it's like I can't control how other people are going to react and how what other people's motivations and intentions are. And the the minute that we try to start doing that kind of shit, it's just it's just too much. So if like look, if y'all because those people are going to be on that type of energy anyway, regardless of what the fuck I have to say. So I. I just, you know, you just shut it down when you see that kind of stuff, that bandwagon shit. Like, that's that's all you really can do. Or just ignore it entirely, because I don't really have the mental capacity to be doing that all the time anyway. So, it's a Yeah, lot. I think ultimately, like, I'm just, like, I mean, I'm less, like, deep in the... Uh, Trenches. <laughs> 
trenches than you both are. So maybe I can't relate because I'm like, I'm gonna say what I want to say. You don't like it. But um, yeah, I just think that people need to understand that Black people aren't a monolith. Like even the things that we're talking about today, you if you found some of the Black people, they might completely disagree with everything we have to say. And that's really okay, right? Because, you know, we all have freedom of thought and opinion. And I think frankly, like it's very possible for you to like root for everybody Black and also have very like valid criticisms of people's behavior right. and gameplay. At the end of the day, it's inherently like problematic to me to just be like well just because they're black we're not going to say anything about them like i mean what is that yeah that's exactly yeah it's so um i just feel very much like as long as everybody's being respectful and the reason you're not attacking them is because they're black i don't see the problem here i just Um, one thing that would that would always annoy me especially when it comes to like somebody like davon is that there's there was so much ire for her like oh you guys are only you guys only are supporting her because she's black but she's a horrible player like get her out of here and i'm like two things can be true at the same time like (laughs) she can be a bad player but i still root for her it's like there are people in your family that do annoying ass shit but that's still your sister you're still your brother you know what i mean like that's it just is what it is. I just wish that people would understand that, but they they turn they manipulate it and they turn it into like this, where it's like, oh, you're just you, this is so racist. Like if there were anybody else, if she wasn't black, then you would hate her. I'm like, no, like there are other non-black players that are horrible that I fucking stand. Like it's just a crazy thing to say too. I, like, I know, like, but that's how people that? feel. It's like we're not allowed to root for our own because it's racist. I just don't get it. It's like, what is wrong with y'all? It, I just uh Oh, I don't get it. I just, I, don't, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills all the time. I know this conversation is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely I feel like is. I've exerted a lot of energy at the top of this conversation. <laughs> the <laughs> answers yeah, to tired. that question was very, the energy behind it was very different than earlier in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it is, lab- it is labor. I don't know how to explain it to people, you know, it is like, Having to validate your experiences is exhausting. Absolutely. Why don't you like, why don't you believe me when I say like, this is the difference? Um, So let's switch. (laughs) So let's switch gears to something a little more, a little more uplifting, I guess. And not even, it's still in the same vein, but how do we feel about the representation that we have this season? And where do you think we're going to go from here in the future? Um, I feel great about it actually. um, Because I, one thing I think I said to Amon before this even started, because he has been, you know, hyping up this season, like, we're going to finally get some diversity. And I was like, I hope we get not just diversity in terms of what people look like, but diversity of thought and diversity of background. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have been given that to some degree. Um, and so in terms of the Cookout Alliance, like, everybody's different. Everybody brings something to the table. I don't think it's going to last very long, <laughs> but I... Um, I'm glad it's around. And it's not going to last very long just because of the very nature of the game. Right. Right. So um, I'm, I think they did a good job with casting this season. I was thrilled to actually on another note, I was thrilled to see DX in the cast photos because it's actually very rare. You see Asian men represented on TV. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably the least representative of all the categories. Like, you know, the show, the real world. Yeah. That show has 30 seasons and not one season has one Asian man on it. 
And I mean, even with Big Brother, we only have had, what, one East Asian male. And that was G in season four. We had James Hewling, but it's hard for me to count him sometimes because he's rooted in such a specific culture. But that's the battle we wage with race and ethnicity and nationality. I mean, I still I still count him because he's still, I mean, regardless of his ethnicity, he's still an Asian man. Uh, so it's still there, I think. I think, but I, but. And Kevin as well. Oh yeah. But, but I do, I do take, I do take the criticism of like, it, it did sort of feel like his casting felt very much stuntish in the fact that they were like, oh, look at this Asian country man. He's like almost not a real Asian because he listens to Taylor Swift. It's like, y'all are crazy. Like this is still an Asian guy. <laughs> like it's just, so I still, I, I still take that, that point. Ultimately, I still feel really good about the casting this year because yeah, I do think that there are, that we got some black people, we got some black people from all types of walks of life. I mean, I mean, you know, it, so it, it it really does feel like Aza is so different from Tiffany, who is so different from Hannah, who is so different from Xavier, who like, so I I, I really enjoy that. And nobody's like Derek F. <laughs> no, well, okay. <laughs> they broke the mold on that one. They sure did. Cracked it in half. <laughs> so who are y'all's favorites from the cookout? And who, like, who are you the most happy that was cast? I, I I think it has to be Tiffany for me. I mean, I know that's the obvious answer, but it's the obvious answer for good reason. She just, she's got a mind for the game. Um, she is a big fan of the show. And I just really enjoy watching her play because she she's just one that, you know, thinks about contingencies, about contingencies, about contingencies. She's already planning three weeks ahead. And she's really, she's also very socially aware. She, her social game still could use some work. I think it's a good social game. But as we were discussing, like with Ozzy before, like there are some things that she has a few flaws, but I just appreciate the fact that she is someone that's very tuned in. And it's just, it's so, it's so cool to watch. Um, I'm not as jazzed about Xavier as a lot of people are. I mean, he's a very, <clears throat> he's a very good looking man. But I just not feel like <laughs> in the pause. <laughs> good lord, he had to clutch his pearls a little bit. Composure. I just feel like I just feel like he's kind of he's kind of boring to me. Like I just I mean he's really great. He's, 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 he's played a good game, and he definitely he's he's that he's had his moments. Like watching him on the feed, like right after the whole Frenchie thing, that was hilarious. Um, and watching him talk to the camera sometimes, it's like he's, he's I'm not, maybe boring is too harsh of a word. They, I'm just not so as too. jazzed. Okay. I think maybe he's just like, I'm just not as like, he's like, all right. He's like, whatever. Like I, like if I, if I go to a, a, a cast party, I'm definitely walking up to Tiffany before I walk up. To <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to go out and say that I'm happy that all of them are cast, to be honest. Um, you know, period. Like, I mm-hmm. just think that like, I think everybody represents something very different. And I think their casting as a whole, to me, stands out more than an individual per se. Yeah. Because I think yes. any one of them individually could have been cast on any season, to be honest. Um, but I'm just, the seeing them all together, I think is like kind of what brings me the most joy of it all. Um, and so, but I don't think I have a particular favorite. I'm also like in this part of the game, which could shift at any moment where like, I feel very like neutral about just about everybody. And I feel good about just about everybody except for Sarah Beth. And <laughs> um, <laughs> just, and Alyssa and Christian. But I just think that, um, <laughs> I think that, uh, 
I'm interested to see how everybody, what kind of player everyone's going to be. I mean, right off the bat, I just feel like Tiffany is very smart, but I feel like Hannah is very observant. Like she very much like knows the temperature of every room she's in. And I think that's fascinating as well. And, you know, I know I said some words about Xavier, but I, I haven't yet to take them back yet. But Xavier <laughs> has pleasantly surprised me a lot of ways. I, in the preseason, I wasn't like just, I wasn't jazzed about Xavier at all. But the more I watch him, the more I like him. Because even in his DRs, I feel like he does give a show, but it still feels genuine in a sense. And I think he's yeah. hilarious. His sense of humor is not usually my sense of humor, but he pulls it off so well that I I love hearing him crack jokes. And I love hearing just the way that he navigates a conversation. And he's doing a really good job at positioning himself in this house, even as a person that would technically be a big threat. And people know he is, but I still think he's doing a really good job and he's managing his relationships really well. And I'm just, I don't, I'm really excited. Like he's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of leading into Stan territory a little bit because I really just love. Wow, really? I am like I I really love watching him play, and especially in the DR, his DRs have really been hitting it home for me. And he had such a good HOH week. Somebody brought up the fact that all of the HOHs this well, we haven't had that many, but Kylan and and Xavier's HOH actually put them in better positions than they were in to be than they were to begin with and i think that's a testament to them as players and i think that they have a great understanding of where this house stands and they are part of the control of where this house is going and i love that and we've never seen that and seeing two back-to-back black hohs and like it's just it's black 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 to black like it's just it's a different energy and I, but I agree with you, Nettie. I'm happy they're all there. And I actually like all of them. I was particularly happy to see Derek F because we've never had a bigger guy on the show before. And so it really does like push the limits of the, who can get cast on the show and who can do well on the show. Not that he's doing particularly well, but, <laughs> <laughs> but him holding that space is so important for the future of the yeah, show. On paper, Derek F for sure is a, is a, I don't want to say the word trailblazer, but he's like the first of, of like his kind of like being, not just being like being black, being gay, being bigger. Like he really is like, he's like such a unique casting. For sure. And, you know, the fact that he's on the show, he's holding space, you know, is a big thing to recognize. Him being trifling is completely <laughs> And then Aza and Hannah and Tiffany as three black women being so different from each other is such a great thing to see. And I feel like they all have such specific energy and they bring such specific things to the table. And I love to see them all working together. I know you said you don't think that they're going to last. Why do you feel that way? And what do you think the strengths and weaknesses of the cookout are? I just don't think they're going to last because of one, like I said, the nature of the Big Brother game. No alliances last forever, right? Right. Um, They last as long as they can and then they have to figure it out. Uh, The second thing is that Black people are not a monolith. Um, And as we've stated a million times, all these people are so different. And not just are they come from different spaces, but like they're, the way they want to play this game is different as well. And right now it works for them because, you know, there's, it's early in the game, but when it starts getting down to the nitty gritty, you know, they're going to have no choice but to really either, you know, 
like go down with the ship or to really, someone's gonna step out and really just say, I'm gonna play my own game, whatever that means. And so I know I don't think it's gonna last, um, but I think I like, the, I like that they're protecting each other right now. And um, I think their downfall is, not, is simply going to just be that only one person gets to win this game. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to sit in a house for three months just to like, you know, collect nothing. And I think when people start really getting that in their mind, they're going to have to make some decisions about who they want to be aligned with and who they don't want to be aligned with. And that's it. Yeah, I feel similarly. And because like, and not even just for the fact that, um, I mean, it's an, it's an inherently uh, selfish game. I just think that there are people within the cookout that are already realizing who within the cookout is a threat. Like, I mean, Aza already sees it with Tiffany. Kylan also sees it with Tiffany, which is, that's the relationship that I'm the most interested in because the two of them have decided to sort of, they have a final two together now and they decided to sort of like, you know, be the power players of the season. In a lot of ways, they really are the king and queen of the season. Um, but Kylan has already talked to the cameras about, yeah, Tiffany, she's a, uh, you gotta watch that one. So we already know that when it gets down to the nitty gritty, it's gonna, it's gonna get dicey. And so I'm, that's what I'm really excited to watch happen. So we'll see. And also to piggyback, piggyback off of that is like, just because we're all black doesn't mean we are all automatically like have some secret link. Like also could turn around and say my relationship with, I value my relationship with Brittany more than I value yep. with whoever. Yep. Like this is my, this is my best friend in the house. So if it's between sending her home, sending you home, you gotta go. And, and that is, and y'all better not come for anybody who does that because that's very valid. Like yeah. people need to play their own games at the end of the day. Right. There's, there, there are a lot of black fans that are very much look They're They are waiting for the first black person to, screw over another black person in that house to just cancel them. I feel like in a lot of ways, we are already kind of seeing it a little bit with Derek F. Um, so they, I, I think- With Tiffany as I well. Think is, with Tiffany too. And I think that's very, I think that's just extremely problematic because yes, I understand we want to see a black winner. I think at this point, that is more than likely going to be the case. I mean, never say never, but look, the first five people that have been evicted or four people that have been evicted will be white. Um, and I don't think it, they're showing any signs of stopping anytime soon. Uh, I think all of the black people are going to make it to jury. I think if there is a black person sitting in the final two, they're probably going to win. So I just think that people need to calm down a little bit when it comes to this. Uh, like, like they're not like they don't have to be final six. They don't have to be. It's probably not going to happen that way. Like it because it, it, this game, there's so much luck and chance involved in it. So. I just, I, I want people to remember that, yes, they are all there individually. And Oz's, Oz's contention with Tiffany was perfectly valid. I still think that she did the most for Brittany, but yeah, she's like, we're in an alliance together and you didn't tell me anything. So how am I supposed to be able to trust you? That's valid. Who cares if she's black? Like, girl, you didn't say anything to me. I, now I feel some kind of way. So right. it's just, that, that's just how it is, you know? Right. Hannah's close with DX. You think Hannah's going to send over send home DX over... Derek F. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, that either. And, and who's to say that that would be even the right move for her game? 
right? right. And that's so, that's the thing that I've been interested in too, because Tiffany has been very vocal about how she's starting to feel handcuffed to the cookout. And if she didn't have the yep. cookout in the house, that she would have probably played a very different game. So it's interesting to yep. hear her express these thoughts and be a little, and even when she expresses them, she's a little apprehensive because she knows that people are not going to be happy she to know, hear that. Exactly. She knows that people are going to hate her. She said, I know y'all going to hate me because I don't, that this cookout, I don't know about it. And it's like, no, girl, like, you shouldn't have to feel that way. Like, yes, use the cookouts to your to you know to as far as you can. But if if shit hits the fan, then shit hits the fan. Like this whole thing with Hannah this week, with Hannah being on the block, like her and Kylan really. I mean, most of this has to do with Sarah Beth because Sarah Beth was the real one that was like going real hard against Hannah. But it it forced Kylan and Tiffany to sort of really be vocal about no, we're not doing Hannah. Like we should Whitney, 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 Whitney. And I think that that is that some social capital that got expended there that maybe wouldn't have had it had to happen if the cookout didn't exist. And so it is still a hindrance to their games in a lot of ways. So it's really not as simple as, yeah, black people getting together and we got to vote these white people out of here. Like it's, it's so much deeper than that. So. How do you think the cookout compares to past majority alliances? Are we being hypocrites for championing them when we've been so dismayed about the existence of others? Um, no, I don't think so. How does it differ? Well, first and foremost, they're not in power at all. So, um, they have members who are occasionally in power, but they themselves as a conglomerate have not been, um, the ones making the power moves. So it's not quite like the past alliance, alliance of the past. Do I feel like we're being hypocrites? No, I feel like, I feel like it's weird to be like, like hard on black people for being excited that there's lots of black people in the house because it doesn't always happen or it's never happened in the past. So, you know, just how like in the Olympics, is it hypocritical for y'all to go to the Olympics and be excited that Americans are there winning? No, it's still the same thing. It's all like, it's camaraderie. So no, I don't think we're being hypocritical, um, but I would like to see the cookout be the one to make a core power decision. It hasn't happened yet. For the most part, they're riding their, respective teams and alliances. So ask me this question when I have. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's a little bit different and not even just because of the race thing, but I think it just comes down to like what, what you are wanting in the house. Like if you are someone that wants to see ultimate chaos every single week, um, then having a dominant alliance in the house, putting, you know, just sort of like running everybody else out of there, of course yeah. you're going to have, you're going to feel some type of way about it. I don't think that it's hypocritical, at least for me, because most of the time, if if like if my faves are in the dominant alliance, I'm sitting pretty. <laughs> but that normally that normally doesn't happen, right? They're normal normally the big alliance is full of people that I'm not necessarily rooting for. And so now that there are people that I'm rooting for that are in the big alliance, I'm like, well, hell yeah. So I don't think it's hypocritical hypocritical at all because I would have been doing the same thing in any other season. It just depends on who you like and what types of stuff you want to see happen in the game. So I don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. And I don't even think, even though, I'm, even though I'm rooting for everybody Black, I feel like I've been very open with my criticisms of everybody that I feel deserves some criticism. For sure. So like, <laughs> like... <laughs> So like hypocritical, like I'm, I'm, I feel like it's a game. We watch it. You like who you like. You don't like who you don't like. 
You have your reasons for liking people. And there are people that like are outside of the cookout that I absolutely adore and want to see win. Like I'm Dude. such a I'm such a DX stan. Like I really am. And so I would not be I would not be upset if DX won this season at all. Of course I want somebody black to win. Of course I do. But like I'm not gonna be mad. So it's like there, you know, there's it's not just about the the cookout for me. There's just there's so much more to it than that. And like prior to recent comments, I really liked Whitney and I liked Travis too. So it's like yeah, like, please. Like, I can't have people making me feel like one way or the other because that's silly. Right. For sure. And I, I t- totally agree, especially you saying that they're not in power. I think it's awesome that they all are in their own respective teams. Like I think the teams have been beneficial to this season because it's like little alliances that were built in. So if they have an alliance that stretches around to different teams, that's playing the game in a really smart way. They just had kind of an easier way to click because they were like, wait, I ain't seen this many black people in this house before. We got to make this happen. Like this is the first time we ever had this opportunity. So I think all of those things work in their favor because it's not them just coming together and making these power moves as as a group it's them moving individual like they're cogs in in all of these moving parts and they're all moving to their best interests but it just, they just so happen to ha- be able to connect at this point so i'm excited about the cookout and i i hope that they're able to last at least until like final nine you know or something like that like I think, and I think they will because at this point they're going to have the numbers moving forward if they stick together, and they're going to be able to, especially, and we'll see it this week. If Hannah is still up on that block, even if Hannah was the target, she was not going anywhere, and that was going to show their hand. So it's it is going to be interesting to see how things open up when the cookout is exposed potentially. How do y'all think that's going to go? Because that could go wild on the on the timeline. And if people start talking about and suspecting that the cookout exists, like I'm a little nervous to see how that goes too. It's going to be a little dicey. I mean, I don't know what people bit. expect to happen though. Like, I mean, if the cookout does get exposed, I mean, what do you want people like Sarah Beth to do? Just be like, all right, well, I'll just lay down my game. Like, no, of course she's not going to do that. She's still, is still a person and, she can fight so and that goes for anybody that's out of the cookout. Like they, they all still are gonna be self-interested and want to make it to the end. And so if they want to start eliminating some of the black players, of course that's gonna happen. I think that the thing that makes once again the thing that makes this season different is that now it's not just one or two of us in there. You know what I mean? Now there's there are more of us in there so it doesn't feel like it's an attack. Um and you know outside of the race thing it just makes sense for people to want to go after them if they get exposed. So I am more I am more um, interested in what happens with the inner workings. Like, that's what I want to see. I just want to know who's going to come out on top in terms of, like, the cookout members um, exclusively, because I think that is really the person that can really get the leg up over the rest of the cookout members. That's who's going to win the game. And so that's this little back and forth between Kylan and Tiffany right now. That's what I'm excited about. Um, I guess you can throw Xavier in there as well. I think ultimately, whoever calls out the cookout is going to get in trouble on the TL, no matter what. Um, but Twitter is not real life, so <laughs> who cares about that? Um, so I, I mean, what do they want this. them to do? It's like they're just supposed to just sit there and just like what, like do what, like just be like. It's oh, going to yeah, come down yeah, to yeah. the way they call out the cookout. Like if you say yes. like, I think everybody in the cookout is in the cookout because they all black. You are going to catch some heat. <laughs> so if Sarah <laughs> wants to expose it, she's exposed it with some receipts, like. I saw Xavier X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 together, sitting together. And then this is the votes. She needs to do some math. Like, you know that gif of the woman looking around all the math problems are on her face? 
Yeah. Like you need to you need to have a PowerPoint presentation of like why you think the cookout exists. And you can't just say they're all black, so they're all working together. That would be crazy. Like that would be a crazy assumption. Um, regardless. Um, you need to say, like, based on the numbers, based on this, based on what happened this week, what happened this week, I think X, Y, Z, A, B, C, one, two, three are all working together. If you say it like that, then it's like, okay, so you're hip. You get what's going on in the game. It's not so much that you're just deciding that. Because it's not true that just because you get a group of Black people together that they're going to link up. Like, look what Devon, Bailey, and David. Like, (laughs) that was one. And Kevin. And Kevin, child. <laughs> that was a mess. That was four black people, and they could not get on the same page. So, if somebody had assumed all four of them were working together, they would have been wrong. So, hey. Well, I'm excited to see how all this unfolds, and I really hope that they're able to pull this out because I think that they have all of the tools to really get there. And especially because the cookout has some of the greatest minds we've seen in this game in a long time. And that is the exciting part for me because they really it's not going to come down to really like luck or anything with them i mean obviously this game always boils down to a little bit of luck but they see what's going on in this house and they're able they're navigating it in a really really impressive way and i hope that one of them is able to win how what, what what will them being able to pull this off mean for the future of this game i mean i'm always a big proponent of representation matters um, people only know that they can do things when they see people who remind them of themselves accomplish them. So hopefully that will, you know, encourage people, more Black people to audition for the show and be a part of the show. And also will encourage casting to be, have more Black people and have more diversity on their shows. And it'll just be a W. <laughs> yeah. Come on, W. For all of us. <laughs> It'll be a W for all of us. I mean, I don't know what to say. It should be a W for everybody because if one of them wins, I mean, that's a historic Big Brother moment. So that should really be a W for all Big Brother fans. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Let's go cook out. I think... I think it. I also could like DX. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- Let's just go. Whoever go. Whoever gonna win. Whoever gonna win. Go win. Unless it's Christian, then I'm gonna be upset. Let's <laughs> call me twice. It's Sarah Beth. I will never watch the show again. <laughs> Child, what if it's yeah. Brittany? <laughs> I would love that. I love Brittany. Oh. I know, don't start. I. <laughs> I think Brittany is so. so that would be a big win for uh, people living with autism. That's That'd be a true. Big win. Mm-hmm. Even though Ian has already won, but that would be a big. Oh yeah, team. I mean, they okay. see they got the representations there. It's a no. <laughs> okay, chill out. Because I'm just playing. When Ian, when Ian won, we didn't know. We I didn't know. know until he came back. Right, right, right. Um, so that would be a W as well. I mean, if DX won, that would be a W as well. Oh, we're all talking about all kind of groundbreaking things happening. Um, you know, if Christian wants to be the, you know, the first, let me stop. I'm not going to say anything. All of a sudden, I'm crazy. Wee! I said. Something crazy. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it's not. A, I'll tell you off to the show. But anyway, all I'm saying is it's a W for everybody. I agree. I think I think it'll definitely change the dynamic and the culture of the show. I think we're just. I mean, they they said that this casting benchmark was indefinite, so we're just going to continue to see more and more diverse casts. Um, and I'm excited about that because I I do think ultimately the goal, like I said, like three times at this point, is that everybody can just walk in there and just play the game how they want to play, regardless of what they look like. And I think, I think, I think if anything, 
if people go into the house next season of BB24 and automatically assume that the Black people might get together, then the next thought for me would be like, okay, well, why don't I try to like have alliances with lots of Black people or people that don't look like me? I mean, that's what I think will encourage is like, just step out of your comfort zone and create and foster relationships and, and alliances that you might not actually think would ever happen in real life. And then before you know it, everybody's doing that. And then it's just a really cool fluid season and no one gives a fuck about race. I mean, that might be optimistic of me, but I think that that's what we should be working towards. And so I think that this is the first step in that. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. I agree. And I think that is a beautiful way to close it out because I, I, I personally want that. Like I want us to move to the point, like I said earlier, we can just watch the show and like who we like and exist as, as we are. And so can the players. And I think this is truly the first step towards that. And BBK and nine was a great step towards that. And I'm thankful that we've held out and we've used our voices to say the things that, are bothering us because I don't think that we would have gotten to this point without all of that. And I thank y'all for being here to have this conversation because it's a very important conversation. And I know that this conversation has evolved over the years and it's really incredible to look back and see how far we've come in such a short amount of time when it comes to this show. And I hope that the future is bright because we have a lot more game to play. And I just think that Mm -hmm. I think that the future is going to open up for not only black players, but for, for everybody. And I'm excited about it. Me too. Yes. Yes. I mean, the best person wins. I'm excited to see who that is. Yes. Period. I have one more question. What do do y'all like the name, the cookout? Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. It's funny. I think it's perfect. So perfect. perfect. It's like, I just love the fact. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Um, and I think it also makes room to bring people into the alliance who aren't necessarily black because, you know, we joke around and be like that person didn't get a play or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I didn't I, even think about so, that. Yeah. So I think that's funny. And also like, it's not too serious. I mean, a lot of people, this has been the first time they've heard this reference. I know that's right. the thing that I love the most about it. I love that Devon tweeted earlier. She was like, look, I love the fact that Julie's going to end up having to stay the cookout at some point on the live show. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, and it's a good, the cookout is a really great metaphor for, you know, the black community because it's like, it's a party. We're having a good time. We're gathering, we're breaking bread. And I feel like that's very much the, like, like, like the, the, the fabric that like, holds us together yes. sometimes like that kind of concept and um yeah i love it i, think, I thought it was and it's funny it's that's, like, i mean that's i mean that's literally it that's, that's it what the cookout is like we like we are, we are out here trying to we are just out here being black trying to have a good time if you want to be down with us come on over there is plenty of food exactly. you there, is have food. there is food for y'all you just have to like stop being problematic that's it exactly <laughs> you hear the music you smell the food you're walking by you drop by hey can i come have a play yeah come yeah on come that's on are. so it's like you either down or you're not like it's whatever but like everybody's invited to some degree and if you act up you can't come back next time <laughs> 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 That's really what it is. Because truly, you let everyone into a cookout until they mess something up, exactly. like put ravens in the potato salad, and then you're like, no. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's perfect. I, I, But it's always funny when I see people who are who don't understand what the cookout means, especially culturally to Black people. I know. So, There's so many this people is... are like, why, why isn't Derek X in it? Why isn't... I'm like, y'all don't get it. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
it's quite something, but yes. <laughs> well, thank y'all for being here today. I absolutely love you guys. And I'm sure we'll get some questions on Twitter. And if y'all have any questions, you can shoot them my way. I don't know if Nettie finna be bothered with y'all. <laughs> Nettie is like the Whoopi Goldberg of this podcast from the view. Like, save, save your tweet, save your post, because I don't care. Listen, don't come at me funny because I really will just ignore it. I'm like, Twitter fingers do not affect me over here. So, but if you come out, you want to talk, you want to uh, act up, come on over. Let's have fun. But like, please. Don't start trying to challenge me to box because I might box you. I don't know. <laughs> They're just kidding. Hilarious. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you so much again for, for having this conversation because it is a very important conversation. And I'm sure it'll continue as the season continues and as Big Brother evolves right before our eyes. So I hope y'all have a good week and we'll be back soon. Bye. Julie, girl. Julie, Julie, Julie.